Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Autumn is in the air. And the pumpkins are in the patch. And our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure that you don't carve your pants pumpkins while you're grooming. If you know what I mean. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ONION at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code ONION at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Do you ever find it difficult to find your next book or even your next podcast? Well, I'll tell you who will help. Scribd. They've got millions of e-books, audiobooks, magazines and more. And all for one low monthly subscription. And right now, Scribd is offering our listeners a free 60-day trial. Go to try.scribd.com onion for your free trial. That's try.scribd.com onion to get 60 days of Scribd for free. Me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Friendship Onion. Oh, I'm, what was that? Was like a, a horse or I was something? Trying to do a drum beat there. Oh, no, so you, was, go, you again will see if we do a right. drum. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's. Oh, you've got to keep it going. You've got to keep it going. I'll go a bit faster. Ready? I'll do the. Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the French Japanian! So, how do you feel about that? I don't know how. Is that. How would you do a drum beat? Uh, Like a roll at that? I thought that was quite good. (laughs) Anyway, guys, we're here. With the friendship onion, doing the friendship onion. Um, now, Billy, I've got two things for you to talk about. Fantastic. You, you pick which one you want first. Right. Do you want a funny dog story? Oh, yeah, always. Or a funny mushroom story? Dom. You can have both. I, I will have both, but I'll always go for dogs. I, I will forward on Instagram things that I've seen, and uh, nine out of ten of them will be dogs you should tell the guys watching at home or listening about the reason why you joined tiktok because one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life which you showed me in which i showed you and you hadn't seen which was brilliant Brilliant. there's a dog and i don't know his name i only follow one person on on tiktok so it'd probably be easy for me to find but it's a hound dog basset hound hound. and he's like he's going like this dog He's irked about something. And his his owner's saying, what's wrong? What's wrong? And then he goes, and he farts. And in his face, he gets such a shock. Yeah. And it takes him a moment, and then he looks back at his butthole. Was that me? 
And then he's embarrassed, and he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that because I was doing the full howl. If you get the chance, find the hound dog farting on TikTok. Doesn't he moo like a cow? Moo. He, he, he does the dog thing, and then he goes, <laughs> we watched it like five times in a row in New York. Sometimes I'll be in the house and I'll just watch that. That's wicked. I love it. Well, here's your funny dog story. It's Go. funny stroke, uh, initially like uh, sad, but not really sad. It's slightly tragic. Yeah. And we're hoping we're going to see if we can kick this off with, with you at home if you've got a, a story similar to this. But this is an autocorrect problem. You know, autocorrect on your phone. Yeah. Someone takes their dog to a groomer and drops them off. An hour later, the groomer sends the owner a message. Your dog's dead. The owner's like, what? In capital letters. Five minutes go by. Apologies. Your dog's ready. <laughs> so it autocorrected dead to ready. But can you imagine for that five minutes? Oh, God. So if you guys have got any fun stories about how things have been autocorrected in your life, uh, hopefully funny, let us know. Yeah, autocorrect's weird, doesn't it? Strange, isn't it? Yeah. Do you sometimes have things on your phone that, unless you stipulate for it not to happen, it will capitalise it? A word or, or, or something? I'm just thinking, you're saying that, it never capitalises my name. Mm. And I always go back and change it. And I'm like, when's it going to learn? I actually think you can teach your phone. I'd like that because I like, you know, I like names to have capital letters. Yeah, mine's the same. I think there should be a one-click button on your phone where you put in your email address. Where you just go... And it I goes, think there is. Is there? So yeah. I don't know that either. Because there is a... Especially on Apple, I think, you... The, yeah, and, and your address. Phone number. Shoe size. Anyway, here's your mushroom story. What's your hat size? I think it's 13 and a half. Well done, Tom. Massive. There's not many people out with uh, Downton Abbey who would know their hat size, so yeah. well done. Yeah. Uh, well, we wear hats every so often, don't we, in our jobs? And then, since we're very hobbity, you guys will like this at home, yesterday I said to Billy, I'd bought some mushrooms from the shop and I'd forgotten they weren't just your average button mushroom mm. they were a different shape and you have to be careful with mushrooms don't oh, you yeah. so I sent Billy a video because Billy's a mushroom fan I do enjoy a mushroom so, yeah Billy what mushrooms are these do you know yeah. they're a common mushroom that you'd find in the supermarket but I just forgot and Billy said I think they're shiitakes they look like a shiitake to me now unfortunately I had them this morning for breakfast the thing about a shiitake especially when you've had it for a little bit mm is you need to rehydrate it oh, because God. it really dries out. Oh. So this morning, I had kind of pan-fried shiitake mushrooms. Go put it on toast, will you? And they were a bit chewy. dry as a bone. And then I had to drink like two of these bottles of water because it drained all of my moisture out of my body. Wow. Yeah. So I think I read up on it. I was like, what have I done wrong? And it says, if you've got... Slightly drier shiitake mushrooms, boil some water, put the shiitake mushrooms in boiling pre-boiled water for like eight to ten minutes, and then cook them. And they swell to like twice the size. So what must happen was I ate them, and they swelled to twice the size in my stomach, soaking up all the moisture. And then I was like Rango from that animated chameleon like film. Like you could dehydrate yourself yeah. with a shiitake mushroom. Yeah. I like that you had... Um, 
pre-boiled water. <laughs> is that just boiled water, really? Well, what I meant by that is don't... Suppose that you don't put them into ro- rolling boiling water. You boil water, put it off the pan, and then you put the mushrooms in so that they're not oh, yeah. being cooked. They're just sitting in hot water. Do you know what I, mean? I should have clarified that a little no, bit. No, it's very good. Like butter. It's very important to clarify butter. Clarification, uh, condensation... And um, meditation. Yeah, exactly. The three Asians. It's time for I will take the ring. Now, William, we're welcoming in some wonderful young, hopefully uh, Lord of the Rings experts. To now we haven't a had a quiz. We haven't had a quiz for it's a while. A quiz. Do you mind if I do the theme tune to the quiz? Oh, I yeah. don't have my guitar, but I'll just do it. Would you want me to be the guitar or follow you in a cappella? I'd like you in harmony. Okay, here we Are go. you ready? Let's do it. Oh! Um, do you know the answers <laughs> to the questions that will last? Do, do you, you know, know the answers? answers? Ring a ding a ding ding ding. Do you know the answers to the questions that will last? Do you know the answers? Will you take the ring? Ladies and gentlemen, now we welcome on to our screens and ears, Cara and Melissa. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Fantastic. Not too bad. Well, <laughs> not too bad. We do this thing. I don't know where this really came from, but we so we now call our quiz. Will you take the ring? Yeah. And unfortunately, both of you ladies now have to say, I will take the ring to Mordor. And then we'll follow it up. So whoever wants to go, well, why don't you go first, Melissa? You say, I'll take the ring to Mordor, and then Cara, you can say it. I will take the ring to Mordor. Nailed it. But but do do you know know the the way? way? (laughs) Cara? I will take the ring to Mordor. (gasps) But do Do you know the way? Well, let's find out. Let's find out if you know about Lord of the Rings, Tolkien, and Middle Earth. Willem, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, I'd like to make teams first. Oh, okay, okay. I would like to... uh, I don't know how we'll do teams. I know how we'll do it. I'll turn my back. You give them numbers, one and two. I will pick one of the numbers and that's who will be on my team. Okay. Hold on, Tom. But now you'll be able to hear it in your cans. (laughs) Take your cans off. No, I'll be able to hear it, but I wouldn't know who you're pointing at. But they don't know who I'm pointing at either. What is wrong with you? I'll take these off then. Yeah, put your fingers in your ears. Because right, I'm going to say it. Okay. The to the Melissa, you're number one. Gary, you you're number two. Okay, Millie. What? Yeah. Are we ready? Yeah, so pick a number one or two. I will pick, Dominic, number one. Your team, Melissa. Come on, Melissa. Come on, Cara. I feel we're going to win this, Melissa. Here we go. We're absolutely killing people's eardrums today because we're No, way, I'm Tina Farrow. Wait, look. <laughs> okay. What? Oh, there's a mic oh, down yeah, there, I know. Yeah, 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 Is that the one that picks us up bad? Right, turn that down. So, <laughs> how's this going to work, Bills? I'm going to ask my teammate, or you're going to ask my teammate. I, I am going to ask your teammate. Okay. And then your teammate gets one time where she can ask you for a clue. That's Kara can ask you. Melissa can ask me. We'll okay. do four questions each. If at the end of the four questions, we'll have a tiebreaker. Mm. 
<clears throat> and that's how it if works. If it's a draw at the end, not just if at the end, because no. if at the end is going to happen. <laughs> you mean if there's a draw at the if end? If it's a draw at the end, if it's four each, three each, two each, or even one each. I'm going to ask the first question to Carry the on. lovely Melissa. Okay, Melissa. I'm ready. Here we go. Who is the elf that leads a regiment of elves at Helm's Deep and is slain during the battle? And I will give you four potential names. Is it the elf Faramir? Is it the elf Celeborn? Is it the elf Haldir? Or is it the elf Thranduil? Haldir. Haldir is uh, Melissa's final answer, and she is correct. Fantastic. Good start there, Melissa. Good start. Okay. Now, Cara, I've got the specs on because I'm going to give you this question. <clears throat> In which forest do Legolas and the woodland elves live? Is it A, the old forest, B, Mirkwood, C, Lothlorien, or D, Fangon? I'm going to go with Mirkwood. It's the correct answer! Yes! One each! Cara! 100% not letting me down there, Cara. Wonderful stuff. I got you. Thank you. Uh, All right, here we go. Melissa. Saruman did not die at Isengard in the books. He died somewhere else in Middle-earth. Was it Helm's Deep? Gondor, Mordor, or the Shire? It was the Shire. Is the correct answer! These guys are experts. They're very good, but here's one, here's one that's just on the movies. In the movies, which actor played their own part, but also voiced Treebeard? Was it John Rhys-Davis... Andy Serkis, Sean Bean, or Elijah Wood? That was John Reese Davis. He You're played right. and Treebeard. You're absolutely right, We cannot believe it. Billy, we should, should can we just confirm between ourselves for a second? Yeah. These guys are too good. They are perfect. <laughs> I think we need to up, should we just up our game? Go to, go to the heart of All right, let's go to the hard stuff. Here we go. You guys didn't hear that. Here we go. <laughs> Melissa, how old... Was Bilbo at the birthday party? Excuse me. Uh, what, is oh, this we your, said hard, it, it, we said hard yeah. stuff. Here we go. I'm flipping the page. No, no, that was a hard one. It's the quiz voice I was, I was concerned oh, about. All right, I'm going back. Mm, it's quite. Like a, it's, 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 is it too? Is it like a needle it? in your mind? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll just say it in my normal radio voice. <laughs> Melissa, how old was Bilbo at the party in the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring? Was he 100? Was he 111? Was he 120? Or was he, in fact, 129? He was 111. Is the correct answer! We've got a couple of experts, Dom. Okay, then. 3-2 to Team Bill. Well, Cara could make it uh, three each here. Don't let me down, Cara. Which town (gasps) features the pub, the Prancing Pony? Is it... Borderland, Buckland, Bree, or Bywater? That would be Bree. It's the correct answer! 
three, three. My goodness. This is going to go to a tiebreak. Right, I'm really going to pull out what I think is the hardest question right. here. Here we go. Melissa, the lovely, charming Melissa sitting to my right. Okay, Melissa, here we go. How long did Gollum keep the ring in his possession? Was it nearly 300 years? Nearly 400 years? Nearly 500 years? Or nearly 600 years? Um, I would like to ask my teammate. She's asking Wait, Billy Boyd for a clue. I think that's very good, actually, because... <clears throat> you could omit we, one if you wanted. I, no, could, no. I could, I could... I'll leave it with you. It's, it's... It might be longer than you would think. Terrible clue. But <laughs> it might be longer than you would expect, but not as long as the question may suggest. You sound like Bilbo. Did that help you in any way, Melissa? I think so. I'm, so, I'm going to go with nearly 500 years. It's the correct answer! <laughs> and the fantastic clue that Melissa got because she's so smart and you had no idea no, what that clue meant. That was brilliant. Right. If you've got a small business, you'll know that there's nothing more important or more valuable than your time. So why do you waste it? by going to the post office, when you can do all your mailing, all your packages direct from your computer with Stamps.com. So you can save time and money with Stamps.com. Send anything you want with discounted codes that you'll get for USPS and UPS and many more. They've been around since 1998. Stamps.com have been an indispensable tool for nearly one million businesses. Save time and money with stamps.com. There's no risk. And with our promo code, ONION, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in ONION. That's stamps.com. Promo code onion. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. All the little things we do in our lives all accumulate and leave the legacy that we leave behind. Ball and Branch was started by a husband and wife team who wanted to start a textile company that sold beautiful sheets, beautifully crafted and it would last a long time. And they did that. If you want to try them, I would suggest their best-selling 100% organic cotton signature hemmed sheets. They are crafted to the highest standards and attention to detail. From the sourcing to the packaging, I use them. And the first thing I noticed was the packaging, which is really beautiful, by the way, if you want to send somebody a gift. And the sheets are fantastic. Doesn't matter if you sleep warm, sleep cool, they will last every season. And they're beautifully made. Why not experience an entirely new standard in comfort? Visit ballandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code ONION. 
That's B-O-L-L-Anbranch.com. Promo code ONION. This is another, it's a difficult one, I'm afraid. We don't even know the tie-break question, do we? Anyway, we'll deal with that. It's a difficult one. All right. The army of the dead <gasps> who fought for Aragon were also known as the men from Dunharrow, the men from Denethor, the men from Eridor, or the men from Eriador. Oh. Yeah, it's a difficult, this is an expert oh. question. <laughs> the um, army of the dead are also known as. Dom, I think I might need your help on this one. She's looking for a clue. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. A clue. It's tough to give a clue for this. All right, the clue that I'll give you the army of the dead were also known as coming from an area as opposed to coming from a person okay. i feel like that's all right I, th I think my clue was so much better <laughs> don't you sorry car i've let you down here. so it's the men from dunharrow denethor eridor or Eriador. It's, it's not Denethor. One. It's not Denethor. He's a steward of Gondor. Um, um, well done, Cara. Dunharrow, Eridor, Eriador. I'm going to go with Dunharrow. That just sounds right. It is it's right, the correct Cara! Cara, I'm so proud of you. Right, now, do we have a tiebreak <laughs> question? Because I have a tiebreak question. We could ask the one that we were going to ask Stephen Colbert if we want. Oh. Because where is the tiebreak question on this? Well, that this? is a very difficult well, we one. we see how many they could get. And, the well, it'll be hard because if one gets, then they'll get the other one. I think it has to be a buzzer. Put your hand up for the right answer. Just say because name. I, yeah. Like, say we took this one, number five. Well, what we could do is... Don't we, give it. Well, what we could do is... Dom, this is, should have all been worked out. <laughs> Well, we didn't know they were going to be so fantastic. Can I just do number five? Wait, and the person who five? answers it, we oh, don't. So we, all right. No, but we don't give A, B, C, or D. It's okay. just the first person to get it. All right. So it's the first person to shout Sh out the answer <laughs> will win this one. Yeah. Dom, I'm going to let you read it out. Get ready. And you don't need to ring a buzzer or put your hand up. I've not up. got a buzzer. I know. Or even make a buzz sound. Yeah, just scream it out. Just scream it out at your loudest voice and as quickly as you can. Now, I don't know which one of you is closer to us. I would think probably... You mean emotionally? No, I mean geographically. <laughs> oh, right. Because right. your voice might get to one of them before I the other. I think we're overthinking it. Really? Right. So, I want you to shout out the answer, Melissa. I'm not, I'm not taking favourites here, Melissa. <laughs> Shout out the answer. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. All right, ladies, here we go. When Frodo travels under another name, what name does Gandalf tell Frodo to use? Underhill. Underhill. Oh, my God, they're the same time. <laughs> that was a draw. It was an absolute draw. <laughs> oh, you guys, we're going to have to ask another one. Oh, can we have a draw, Dom? Well, really? They're so lovely. And I feel we could send them a present. 
Well, then we have to make, we have to send two presents. Yeah, two presents. All right. Well, should we go for a draw? You guys have both been fantastic. It's been too good. I mean, I don't want to see a winner now. <laughs> we will find out some way. Well, we'll get your uh, your details. And then we'll send you, it'll be like a kind of a random thing. Last well, I, week we sent someone a book. But I heard that we're getting some t-shirts made, Friendship Onion t-shirts, and maybe cups and things. But so, that's months away. These guys it? are terrible. Yeah, they're very slow <laughs> at making merchandise. <laughs> but see, as soon as we have that in our merchandise cupboard, and we don't even have a cupboard yet. No. But once we have a <laughs> merchandise cupboard and merchandise, we, can we send you some merchandise, some Friendship Onion stuff? Absolutely. Well, you guys answered that at the same time. As well. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, and you'll you'll also be one of the first people, if not the first people, out there to get merch because we'll send it as soon as we get it. So don't forget to leave your address with John, uh, who's eating nuts or something just now. But if you could if you could leave your address and we'll get something sent to you, something wonderful. It was lovely to chat with you guys, and congratulations for being so good at Lord of the Rings questions. Yeah, you guys have got <laughs> great knowledge of Lord of the Rings. Can we just ask quickly, because I'm interested in this, how Lord of the Rings first came into your life, whether it was the movies, the books? Let's start with Cara. Uh, so I got into Lord of the Rings because my dad is a huge, avid fan. Like, he has the torn, tattered copies from the 80s, um, and then we just kind of got into it. Now it's a thing that we do all the time, and um i've read the books i've watched the movies oh my god probably more than 30 times like all extended editions that's the only way to watch them okay. <laughs> um but it's been a huge part of my life i have a lord of the rings tattoo oh. my wi-fi is named Minas Tirith. like don't tell people that <laughs> <laughs> well you don't know the password right i do it's golem right <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great and how about you melissa um I started getting into it with my mom when I was little. We would do a, once a year, I got to stay up really late with my mom and we'd do a Lord of the Rings marathon. So I've seen the movies countless times. And I just finished reading the book for the third time a couple of months ago. Wow. And I have just, it's all over my house and everywhere. So that's wow. cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the Friendship <laughs> Onion. You guys were great. Thank you, Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, guys. That was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. And uh, no doubt we will send you some stuff soon. Look out for stuff in the mail. All right. Bye Thank, bye. You. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, emails and real mails. Fast as tigers, slow as snails. Uh, we've got some comments here from our lovely friends around the world. Should we read some of these out? Yeah, go on. Okay, here's a comment. From Matt B in Portland, Oregon, who says, Hey guys, hey, love the podcast and listen to your stories. My question is kind of twofold. Why did you get into acting and is the director or actor that you want to work with? Thanks so much for the show. Getting into acting, it's a strange thing, isn't it? I was in primary school, which would be probably in the American system up to maybe sixth grade or something. And we did Oliver, and I played the Artful Dodger. <gasps> Consider yourself one of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And my teacher said, you're good at this. Said to my parents, he's good at that. You should, you know, get him into like uh, acting classes and stuff. And I just sort of did it that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as directors, actors, there's so many um, that I won't even list them. Really? Yeah. 
Because there's so many leave, great, do I leave somebody out? And then they're watching this and they're like, <coughs> oh, he doesn't want to work with me, eh? I would like to work with you, actually. <laughs> All right, what was the first one? How did you get into acting? Same as you. Yeah. In fact, not only similar to you, but I also played the Artful Dodger at school. Consider yourself... One of us. All the best. Um, uh, my kind of thing was probably Joseph and his technical dream coat. Oh, Dominic. When I was... Uh, Seven, something like that. My coat of many colours. Were you Joseph? I was Joseph. Oh, lovely. And Who uh, made the, the coat? Who made the coat? I Did don't the, know. Probably do the you? art department at oh, school. Lovely. It was made with crepe paper. It was very, as they say in Italy, fragile. That's um, not good. No. Because you want to be able to throw it around. Yeah, no, I couldn't I couldn't throw it around. And they said the same thing to my folks, the, the, the English teacher, I think, because he didn't have a drama teacher then. He said, oh, he quite likes that. He's, he's quite good at it maybe something for him to explore I did explore it the rest is history and then uh, I'm not going to do a director <clears throat> that I want to work with because the same as Billy there are so many I don't want to leave someone out but I will say an actor that I want to work with who I think would be quite intimidating but just a great thing to uh, strike off my list Tilda Swinton wonderful she's just Fascinating to watch. Who's she married to for 10 points? Do you know? Who? Wonderful Scottish writer whose name eludes me for a second. I'm not great And probably names. into eternity. Right, hold on. He's a writer, painter, playwright. He's wonderful. John Byrne, who mm. wrote the Slab Boys trilogy. Not seen it. He hit oh! Reddit. Oh, there's a book. There's a book, there's a play. Mm. I was in that play. Really? I played Spanky. Of course you did. <laughs> did he have a monkey? <laughs> no. He had long arms, though. You'd be good at Spanky. Oh, yeah. Some people used to call me monkey. We had long arms. They had to get my jacket like this. It wasn't multicoloured. And they had to put the sleeves up a bit like that. <clears> so <throat> I looked like I had long arms. And it's brilliant. It's um, He used to work in the, a carpet uh, maker's in a factory. Carpet in a carpet maker's factory. And he was one of the slab boys and they would mix the colors for the carpets for her. And he wrote a play about it called The Slab Boys. It's brilliant. And he's a painter and he's married to Tilda Swinton. Wow, what a life. She's yeah. great, isn't she? She's great. And they have this artistic life. They live in Scotland, you know. Oh, I did not know that. Well, there you have well, it. Well, thank you, Matt B, for the question. And here we go from Parker S. Parker S says, if you could pick one movie and you only keep one actor as the same. Everyone else gets replaced by Muppets. Which movie are you picking? Brilliant. Brilliant. Off the top of my head, because I've not seen this question before, I would go, keep Robert De Niro. Everyone else in Goodfellas is a Muppet. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be a cracking Joe, Pe Joe Pesci is a Muppet. Hey, Spider, you little prick. You little spider prick. prick yeah. Spider prick, prick, prick. <laughs> Have a good shot. Why am I a clown? Well, I am a clown. You fuck stupid, stupid fucking idiot. Well, it's fucking clay. I am a good shot. And then De Niro says to him, I can't believe, well, obviously not in this yeah. accent. can't believe you. You're going to dig the hole. He goes, what, is the first fucking hole I dug? Right, exactly. Every fucking Tuesday I'm digging holes. Step bodies all over the place. Spidey little prick. Do a little dance for me over there. Spidey, spidey, spidey. That's good. Yeah. That'd be a good one. What would you do? How about, um, oh, I've got it, Dom, I've got it. Hold on. Terminator, we're keeping Arnie. Everybody else is Muppets. 
Brilliant. Do you think it would still hold the same sort of um, Gra- gravitas? Gravitas. Maybe not. Maybe not be quite as scary. <laughs> but it's a good one. Right. Autumn is in the air. But keep things nice and fresh this fall, boys. And I tell you who'll help. Manscaped. The leader in male grooming with their brand new fourth generation performance package. Are you ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? You can join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code ONION. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when it's needed for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ONION at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code ONION at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Well, there's a lot going on in the world at the moment. Some good vibes, some bad vibes. And you can't always control the vibes. But you can control the vibes in your ears. And I do that with Raycon wireless earbuds. They are fantastic. I was just on a flight there, a long flight, about five and a half hours, stuck in the Raycons, had them in the whole flight, listening to podcasts, then I was listening to music, and depends what you're listening to, they have different kinds of sound profiles, so pure mode, balance mode, bass mode, maybe if you're listening to some music, they are fantastic and really comfortable. And they're about half the price of other premium audio brands. And right now, the Friendship Onion listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order. Just go to buyraycon.com slash onion. That's buyraycon.com slash onion to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash onion. Thank you, Parker S. Thank you, Parker. This just in from Christina in Austria. Thanks for the podcast. Always brings a smile to my face. Oh, thanks, Christina. I was wondering if you follow any spiritual practices or found practices and routines that improve your everyday. I know Dom has talked about meditation before. Currently trying to get into meditation and out of the strange post-pandemic rut I'm stuck in. So I appreciate any insights. Well, mm. we both like a little meditation, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've meditated, had a practice probably for about 15 years now. And um, I would say... Christina, here's the thing. Now, George Harrison, who had a spiritual practice and was um, the guitarist for the Beatles, Mm. you may have heard of them. Yeah. Now, he used to keep a book, uh, a few copies of a book called An Autobiography with a Yogi by Parmahansa Yogananda. Bless you. My, My advice to you would be grab a copy of that book, read it, and it has a, it has a, This book is really kind of important, I think, and it finds people's spiritual journey somehow. So even if you don't find you go down the 
the practice of Paramahansa Yogananda, you will it will influence where you go with your spiritual practice. George Harrison used to say that he felt that it regrooved people when they get out of their groove. It helped them book. find it. So I would say, get a copy of Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. Mm, that is a great book. It's a lovely one. Um, when I wake up of a morning, I mean, I'll, I'll meditate here and there when I remember, but certainly when I wake up of a morning before I get out of bed, I'll sit there and close my eyes. So I usually lie there and close my eyes and I'll go through a little mantra, which is, I'm thankful, I'm grateful, I'm healthy, my life is abundant. And I probably spend somewhere over four minutes maybe into 12 minutes doing that, staying in that headspace. And that might also dictate a little meditation throughout the day. But if I've done that, then I feel like I've ticked off a list. We were talking about this last week, I think, about stretching and meditation and about the fact that you possibly don't feel the benefits of meditation as acutely when you're doing it as a practice because you hit that nice level it's only when you stop doing it that you think oh feeling a little spiky than normal things are irritating me a little bit more than normal i'll do it in traffic i'll sit if i know that the light's just gone red and it's going to be a good minute or two before it changes i'll just go through that mantra right yeah before i drive off i think it's a good thing you know and i think someone said to me a, a a teacher said once it's kind of like you have to keep blowing up the balloon, you know. If you leave it for a few days, the balloon starts to go down. Mm. So just once you get your practice, just try and um, keep it going, I think. Like everything, going to the gym, whatever, just try and... Consistency is very important, I think. Mm. And maybe also, just finally on that one, Christina, from me, maybe don't overthink it too much. I think I get a lot of questions from people on Instagram and stuff saying... I don't know how to get into meditation. It's confusing. And when I try it, I can't not think about things and I struggle to calm my mind and stuff. And it's not necessarily not thinking about things, but don't give yourself a hard time. Sometimes I have meditations that are not, you wouldn't think of being incredibly insightful and amazing. And sometimes I go to different universes and however way you're getting it, just sit in that space for however way, however much amount of time you want. And move on with your day, right? Exactly. Just uh, it's just kind of being in that moment, isn't it? Just mm. breathing and being in a moment, forgetting your troubles for a second and forgetting everything. And uh, yeah, it's a good thing to do. Well yeah. done, Christina from Austria. Thank you, Christina. Billy and Dom eat the world. It's time for our favourite moment of the show. Although we've just had lunch, Dom. Don't worry. It's... We had lunch together, me and Dom did. Billy, we're eating the world in this week. What's going on? Well, Dominic, we're getting something here, and it's 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 something that I love, mm. but done in a way that I don't know if I'm happier about. Mm. We'll so find out. we've got oysters, mm. but they are smoked, and they're in cottonseed oil. Wow! No, this was this was suggested to us by Travis from. Orange County in California. Now, I love oysters, fresh oysters. Maybe you asked me what is my favourite seafood the other day, and I said probably oysters. Mm. But I I, I only like them fresh, with a little bit of vinegar, lemon or something. 
smoked. Smoked in a, in a, in a tin. tin. I'm nervous, i got to admit, I'm nervous. No wonder you're nervous, Tom. Hold Will on. you do your own shucking? Or do you like someone to shuck for you? I will shuck. For anyone who doesn't know, shucking an oyster is opening an oyster. Which sometimes isn't that easy. And getting it out so that you can... Yeah. A little knife, a little shucking knife. Now, my grandmother, who died when she was 100 years old... Well done. She would be about 95, 98, and she loved oysters. So, along with my sister, we would go down to the uh, fish market in Glasgow. And they got to know my sister, knew that she was buying oysters for a 98-year-old woman. So they better be good. And the woman would say, I, would, I wouldn't get them this week. Maybe a bit off. Maybe a bit off. Yeah. But when they were good, oh yeah, lovely. lovely. Granny, Fraser. what? We've got to get you two dozen oysters. Right. We've got, we've got you a treat, Granny. And I would, I would shuck a dozen of them. And I'd take them into her. Oh, I love that. And when she, she was... 98. No. When oh. she was eating those oysters, yeah. did she have a favourite show that she would put on? She a big fan of like Wheel of Fortune. Didn't really like TV. Matlock. Really? Yeah. So in her house, she would just sit? Kind of sit, you know. Really? Just think, Radio? Read. No? Not really. Oh, just quiet, be. Quiet woman. At Love 98, she would eat her oysters, eat 12 of them. And then sometimes she'd say, oh, I could go that again, Billy. Oh, and I'd say, God I'd say to her, Gran... I've got you another 12. Ah, lovely. And she'd be ready to go again. But here we go, Dom. Now, let's read a few things here about the oysters. 1971 was the year when oysters, smoked oysters, became socially acceptable. Unacceptable. Playing Stork in the eponymous movie, actor Bruce Spence single-handedly destroyed the smoked oysters' social status by extracting one from his nose at a cocktail <laughs> party. Wow, I've not seen that film. Have you seen it? No, never heard of it. Wow. Yeah, they do look a little bit like snot, don't they? Right, so it seems that smoked oysters, as we know it, in tins, may have made its way to Australia via America, where references to smoked oysters in olive oil appear as early as 1927. Mm. The delicacy for it was certainly regarded as a luxury food, mm. seemed to have had its origins in the Orient. Various newspaper reports in America in the 1880s and 1890s refer to smoked oysters as a Chinese dish. One of the great, great food nations of the world. China. What's the other one? Two. There's two. They say there's two great culinary nations. China. China. And Italy. No. That gives a clue. Right, I'm going to open it, Dom. Do you want to get close for a sniff? Are you okay? I think you should sniff it first. Watch the oil. It's full of oil. Oh, God. I'm just going to smell it. Give it a smell because we want to know if they're good or not. Yeah, rip that, rip that. Oh, God, they don't look good. I'm scared. I've got to admit, I'm scared. No, it's actually quite a nice smell. It's a nice smell. Cottonseed oil they're in. Is that made from the seed of a cotton? It must be something to do with cotton seed. Thank you, John. He's bringing in paper towels for us. Oh, and one Should we there. use a fork, John, or should we use our fingers uh, I mean, like animals? Right. 
It seems these oysters were first dried and then smoked. Describing one New York merchant, one report says the oysters he receives from China in the half barrel, dried and smoked, as they come, resemble somewhat dried apples or peaches. Would you say that was like a dried apple or peach? It's a bit small. I would say a date. Yeah, more like a date, yeah. Um, Careful. Has the smell of oyster soup... First dried in the sun, then smoked with seaweed, which, when burning, has the smell of oyster soup. Okay, all right. Now, how long would an oyster last in a tin? I don't would you know. Say? I Hold do... on to a look at the sell-by date on this, Dom. That'll give us some idea. Yeah. You don't want to mess around with out-of-date shellfish. I, I tell you what, there's a lot of shellfish places in a place called Bridgeton at the Barras in Glasgow. And one time, me and all my family got food poisoning when I was a boy uh, from uh, from mussels. And my God, we had one toilet. Oh, that is terrible. It was like the Battle of the Somme. Who took precedent? Was your dad like, God, get out of the way? This is going to be a whopper. Oh, my God, it was awful, Dom. Did anyone utilise the sink? Well, I, my sister is very strong, as you know. Hmm. And I think she fought her way into the toilet. So if there was a sink, it would be me, probably. Mm. It's a shame. You've not found a sell-by date, have you? No. Well, in that case, you go first. Right, here we go, Dom. We'll see. Yeah, grab one of them. Oh, it's not It's not got a great look yeah, about it. It doesn't look good. Oh, my God, it looks awful. Hang on. Hold it it's brown. Oh, it's broken. No, no, take another one. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Take a small one, Dom. Oh, God, it's dripping. It's dripping oil. It looks like a dehydrated plum. All right. Give it a Oh, snap. it's got quite a stench. Oh, all right, here we go. The oil's dripping. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm not quite. I don't like it. Do you like it? I don't like it. Are you going to swallow it? I'm going to swallow it, yeah, because it's part of a show. I have to. I can't swallow it. No, you need to swallow it, Dom. I can't. You need to swallow it. It's part of my mouth. Yeah. That's when it gets really bad. There's one side of it chewy. Can I take a drink of water? Not yet. Oh, come on. Yeah, have some water. It's breaking apart like a biscuit in my mouth. And the one side of it is like chalky, right? Oh, I won't like it. No, I don't like that. Oh, it got. Oh. oh no, it's not a good smoker. That's what it's smoker. Hang on. Oh, it gave me the bulk a little bit there. To be honest with you, Bills, I've yeah. got to be honest with you, I swallowed that hole. Because as it started to break up, it's making my head go like into spasms. <sighs> well, I think we've broken our dock in terms of a bad one. <coughs> the overwhelming taste there was one of kind of. Uh, an old smoke, but it was the consistency of that. There was definitely fish involved, though, Dom. That's a fishy... You know, like, if I was eating a fish and there was a bad bit of the fish, like, I've accidentally <sighs> eaten its, like, pancreas or something, mm. and I didn't, you know, like, if you ever ate a trout's pancreas? <laughs> Not that I know of. I think that's maybe what it would taste like. <laughs> oh, God. And also, you know, when you eat something that your body's not sure about, yeah. you can kind of feel it slowly going down. My boat, my, uh, my right. mouth gave it a lot of liquid to try and get rid of it. It's kind of stuck in my solar plexus. Anyway, let's read a little bit more. The shriveled oily morsels. Oh, the shriveled oily morsels. Favourite at 
cocktail parties between oh. the 1950s. See you, John. And 60s. Ideally, a top of Ched's cheese biscuit. That isn't so stark. Lampooning the self-consciously trendy set gave them a rather unsavoury connotation. We need to give it some scores. Dom. Flavour. Be as kind as you can, because you're a trying to be, man. I'm trying to be Dom, but I flavor. don't know if there was any part of the flavour of that that I liked. I'm giving it a point 0.7. I'll give it a... I'm going to agree with you. I'll give it a point 0.7. wasn't great. You know, it didn't even get one point. It's going to get worse now. Aesthetics. I mean, it's a horrible looking thing, Dom. It looks like smoky testicles. <laughs> Which was my first band. <laughs> Are you having another one? No, I'm just bringing it up to have a look at it. Careful you don't drip that oil on you because that'll stink. Because that side of it looks awful, but if you turn it over, it's actually worse. The aesthetics are not good. That's a point three for me. I'll give it just because the way they all fit together, like. Mm. And the tin's not bad. I'll give it a, oh, it a burnt back there. A one point two. <laughs> Usefulness, Dom. Oh come on! I mean, they're saying that you stick them on a cracker. I love crackers. I like crackers, but it would ruin a cracker for that me. That would ruin a cheese cracker, that. You could use the tin as an ice hockey puck if you were struggling. So that's quite useful. But the actual oyster itself, it, maybe if you want to induce well, vomitus with someone, <laughs> give them a dozen. <laughs> They're saying that it was for up, upscale cocktail parties. Come so on. if you wanted to show that your cocktail party was upscale... In a 50s or 60s style, you would serve these. But Dom, as usefulness, I'm giving it a 0 0.2. Wow. Yeah, I'll be a little kinder. Will you? I'll give it a 1, because it, it does what it says it, it's doing on the tin. It's smoked oysters in a tin. But I won't be having that again. No, I'm not going to. I like oysters when they're just fresh. The only time I've <sighs> ever had an oyster that I liked as much or better... <sighs> Than, a, than a, a, a raw one, was the other day, I was on my first vacation yeah. down Ever. in Mexico since all this COVID stuff started, mm -hmm. and I had oysters that were cooked, but they'd done them in a butter. So it was kind of like, you know, like a lemony butter, and that was delicious. That was 14 million times better mm. than that oyster I just had there, mm. out of that tin. So thank you, Travis, from Orange County, for breaking our duck for a food or beverage item that we didn't like. But keep your suggestions coming. The Friendship Onion at castmedia.com. That's cast with a K. Or you can send us a voicemail. That's uh, speakpipe forward slash The Friendship Onion. I love oysters. Don't smoke them. Stick them in oil and seal them in a tin. Anyway, should we change the subject and maybe see if something is funky or not? Oh, well, that's a good idea, Tom. This was brought to us by the lovely Lydia in Oregon. And this is Taste the Pain by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh. Here we go. Nice. And that's Taste the Pain, is it? 
Taste the pain by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like that, Dom. I like that too. I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I think they're all great players. Yeah. That's a good thing about that band. Yeah. Is you know Chad Smith is maybe one of the best drummers of that generation. Yeah. Flea, of course, is an amazing bass player, and maybe one of the maybe one of the top bass players in the world just now mm. and a real ah. character and he certainly brings the funk to it i was working with the director back in the day and he said to me you remind me of flea from the red hot chili peppers wait did you have a bass and no, no top I think on i was no i think i was just being a bit saucy a bit cheeky were you wearing nothing except a sock on your pee pee always <laughs> that may have been what it was that's a great poster of those guys and did you read anthony kiedis's Biography, Scar Tissue. Nope. It's a good one. I'll try it. Yeah, that's a good uh, We actually were jamming Red Hot Chili Peppers quite a bit back in New Zealand. They're quite big yeah. in New Zealand, weren't they? Yeah. Kind of a lot of under the bridge, obviously. But then I think, Dream of Californication. And they're a real California band, oh, yeah, I you think. you can feel hey. the sun, can't you? You can feel the sun in their music and the Skating. attitude and... The beach and yeah. yeah, I think I think they're a really interesting and a band that will be remembered a lot. But was it funky, Dom? Well, I'm going to say yes, it was funky. And on a scale of funk, Brahms being no funk at all, and Prince being the funkmeister general, I'm going to say Marvin Gaye funk. Oh, that's quite good. It's funky. Well, I will, because of the rock vibe, but that bass thing going on, I'm going to throw it up there with living colour funk. Oh, yeah, that's funky too. Yeah. It was, it was super funky. It was funky. So thank you very much, Lydia from Oregon. That was a really great song. And you can hear more of our songs at The Friendship Onion at Spotify. Yeah. If you want to hear these funky songs and other songs that we've thrown in there, head over to Spotify to the Friendship Onion. Yeah, to our playlist on the uh, on the Spotify channel. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do a League of Legends update at the start of the show, but we could do one now. Let's do it quickly, Dom. League of Legends update. We played the other day, didn't we? Yeah. You were marvellous as uh, Lulu. I was Lulu. I wasn't very good. I thought you were marvellous. You kept me alive a couple of times. I did, didn't I? Lulu's thing is that she enables other people to stay alive, doesn't she? And I quite enjoy that. Mm. I, I, in fact, the more I play it, the more I enjoy going to different places. The only place I don't feel at all uh, happy just now is the top lane. Top's a tough one. Cause I can't. I can't. It's a scary lane for big, tough people. And you got to get really close. Yeah. I like people that fire things from far. Yeah. But I do like being the support, being Lulu and helping people out. That's a nice thing to do. I also, I'd love to see you as the cat, Yumi. Yeah, I tried it once. Didn't like I didn't it. Didn't get it. I didn't get what I was supposed to do. You're supposed to basically jump on people's back, and then you don't need to worry about any movement at all. All you're doing is guessing when your mate. All the enemy are going to engage and you just put a bunch of shields around them and protect them. She's cool, Lulu, when you get it right. Not Lulu, Yumi. Yumi. Now, I haven't heard anything, so I'll pass it over to you, Dom. Have you heard anything about Elijah Wood joining us on the rift? Not a sausage. Sausages aren't in it, it's fruit. 
Ah, no, from nothing. From the seed of a strawberry to a watermelon, what is the chances of Elijah Wood joining us on League of Legends this week? I'm going to actually make a personal appeal to Elijah now. Right. Excuse me. Because last week we were down to, I was down to a lemon seed. And I don't know how much smaller I can get Elijah until we can't even rate his level of interest. So please, please play just a game with us. Put a little kind of tune behind there. Yeah, that was a, like a lament. It was, yeah, just to help for your a friend. Yeah, a lament for a friend, mm. as we call it. Um, because yeah, he's he, neither he nor Sean have have really stepped up to the plate. No, Sean really came up, but as we've learned, that could have just been him being Minnesota nice. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the size of the fruit. Mm. I'm going to give Elijah another... Uh, I'm going to basically give him a rollover week. So okay. I'm going to say, this week, nothing's changed. I'm going to keep him at a lemon seed. It's tiny. Okay. I'll say a grape. A, but a small grape, you know the one that it doesn't look that Like attractive. a seedless white grape. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a le- slightly sad League That's of all right, Legends. Tom, because one day it'll all work out. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> Have you got anything else to impart on us this week? No, nope, that's me. Should we go? Yeah. Guys, it's been great hanging out with you. I hope you enjoyed Billy and Dom Eat the World this week because it was a particularly unique one in which the food was absolute shine. <laughs> it was not a good flavour. Who enjoys eating that? If anyone enjoys eating that, please send us an email to thefriendshiponion at castmedia.com. And as we always say, each week, please subscribe to the Friendship Onion podcast wherever you get your podcast, so that you don't need to go looking for it. And if you rate and certainly review us, we may very well feature that on this podcast and also on our social media channels. And we will see you all next week. I can't wait, Tom. See you guys. Bye-bye. Toodles. Toodles.